three, two, one. Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Zach. And we are recording here on the middle of November after a few basketball wins, which is very nice to say, and BSC week in football. Women's basketball is picking up, and other sports are, um, you know, hitting their postseason stride. So it's a good time. Uh, but before we continue, I do want to say a special shout out to Kevin, um, our good friend who joined the last episode and provided much needed insight. That was fun. Um, hopefully, we can get you on back again. Obviously, when the schedule permits. But until then, yeah, we'll be we'll be chatting. Uh, and then eventually we can get your voice back on the cast. Eventually. Yeah, I'm sure people are sick of just hearing us complain and bitch and moan about everything. So it's nice to get a, a fresh voice to do that. Maybe one episode we'll just do the intro and just have Kevin talk in a huge long monologue <laughs> about UCLA sports. Um, on that Just him by himself opining? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just uh. listening in. <laughs> but yeah, special shout out. Um, it, you know, we gave a good. We last time we spoke was about a preview of basketball, and we hadn't. I don't think we've even played Chico State at that point. I think it was the morning of, and so we really didn't have many data points to go over. But now we have one exhibition game and four wins, and it that's pretty exciting to say, given you know the second game of our season being against Villanova. But what were, how are, what's your feelings as someone who's attended the games? Um, me, I'm watching from afar, but w- what did you see in person? I'm stoked, man. I have not been this excited about a UCLA team since in forever. Um, the feeling is, for me, like the Lonzo Ball year got up to number two. There was some hype around there, but... The feeling was never like they were going to be sustainable, right? Like, that team was high-octane, good offense, run-and-gun, and all of that was because Lonzo Ball was an incredible point guard. Also, shout-out to him for lighting up the NBA now. People really were hating on him and discounted him. And he's been playing very well, so fuck the haters there. Um BBB. Yeah, yeah, big ball of brand is back. Um, but but there was always a feeling like, man, this team could be really good if they could just play a little bit of defense, and they were well coached, and they just weren't. This time around, I feel like, you know, there that excitement is there again. But I think there, it, it also feels sustainable. Um, we have a bunch of guys who have bought into an actual system with an actual coach who very noticeably coaches them up. He takes steps to make sure people are accountable for the system. I mean, last night, the um, game against North Florida, Johnny Juzang had a poor half, especially on the defensive front. And you know what Mick Cronin did? He stayed true to his word and pulled him and benched him for the first three or four minutes of the second half. And that is... You know, a ballsy thing to do when you have a star player like that and you bench him. Granted, it was against North Florida. We were already up 20-something by the half. Um, but still, it is, it's, it's nice to see that. So I, I think that's the big difference is there's 
buzz, excitement, and it, and it feels real. Um, and that's that's the key there. It's not just a, um, you know fool's gold that we have with this team. It, it feels real. And I think, you know, it's it's been a little up and down, you know. But that being said, with uh, with this team, we've blown everybody out that we've we've supposed to, and we beat a very 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 good Villanova team at home um, in a very hard fought win. So, you know, there's 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 a lot of reasons to be excited about. I think the most positive signs that I've seen early on. What I try to do is, I'm, I mean, as you all know, I'm optimist about uh, <clears throat> about football. With basketball, I tried to, to rein that in, and I was thinking, you know, we said that in the last podcast, like, definitely think we're a top 10 team. It's to be seen if we're the number two team. And, um, and we were talking about, you know, splitting these wins. But I think what I've seen is just, like you mentioned, just the coaching, um, really coming through with these guys and the stark difference I've seen with coaching um is in that game against uh Long Beach State you had a Miles Johnson who was struggling against a team who obviously had watched the Villanova game and and tried to get him out of position right but you also saw on the other side a Singleton who's been in the program and who has improved vastly. And I saw him, you know, on help defense getting a, a tip away, a deflection or a block. Like the doing the little things that Cronin preaches um, that, you know, the other guys just haven't picked up just yet. And not to say that I think Watson, obviously yesterday, we you know, we've seen positive things against Chico State and that's Chico State. Like, you know, no one's going to leave their man on an island to die when, you know, they're on ISO against a future lottery pick um, when you're playing better teams. But that's what happened against Chico State. And Watson, you know, he was he was filling himself. So he goes into these big games with much more seasoned players, and they're going to guard him. They're going to do the little things that they've been taught. Um, so you're, you're going to see his adjustment, and I think he's going to get better throughout the season. Same thing with Miles. I saw a vast improvement yesterday. Uh, with his positioning and, and just kind of getting back into his game, he was going for offensive rebounds. Now, he still does have a fouling problem, which is always, you know, it was a concern coming into the season. So we'll see how he improves there. But another difference is that you see Singleton and you see Clark, who have vastly improved within the system. Uh, Cronin, as we know, is great with rotations. He's great with in-game coaching. <clears throat> we had the uh, issue last year. Um, before the tournament of his late game coaching and, you know, us, you know, losing close games. <coughs> but to that point is, uh, he seems to just tighten it up and he knows this group really well. So how he really implements these two guys who are getting acclimated to the system is, is what I'm excited to see. And I think we'll be, we'll be seeing that, you know, going into December and, and, and doing that. Because right now you see guys that are improving, Jalen Clark, Singleton. I'm not worried about Kaiman. I know he's he has he's been kind of cold to start out, but it's hard for someone who's such a rhythm shooter to come in whose minutes has been reduced <clears throat> to come in and just hit a, a bunch of threes when he's not playing in the, the first half outside of two minutes. So Kaiman will have his time. Unfortunately, Zed, I know you hate to hear this, but we will have injuries as the season goes on. But we have depth on the wings, and these guys are going to get minutes. <laughs> 
But I mean, you know, I, on that front is the fact is you see the difference in coaching and how these guys improve who have been in the system versus those who are just getting their feet wet. Uh, that's been an exciting thing for me. And, um, you know, I know that we had mutual like split feelings on Long Beach and not only me, me and you particular, but uh, our fan base was like, oh, we were in such a low, but it was a hangover game after emotional win. Our team picked it up in the second half. Uh, we completely outscored them, even though they put up a lot of points on us in that first half. I think, what did they put up, like 40-something, like 42 or 46? Yeah, something like that. They were shooting also just unconsciously. Like, you could have a man in their face, like, completely deed up, and they were just <coughs> knocking wild threes down, like, with no... Mm, regard for human life so and they yes, weren't even the same shot issue. they were like no <laughs> they were like you know just flying through their drives in acrobatic layups that could be in one you know just crazy shots and it was two guys too so it wasn't even like you can like lock fade down. away threes <laughs> like they like good for them they they went off so I, I you know there was a clear lack of effort on the defensive end but let's also not take it away from Long Beach State because some of those guys were just on fire. Like, there's nothing you could do to stop that. They're just on, so. And and to that point is that Long Beach State, I and I've said this emphasizes, I'm going to emphasize this here and say it on the cast, they are the Fresno State of basketball. Um, they have a chip on their shoulder. They're overlooked. They have similar recruits that have been um, you know, just these ballers in California, and they needed the landing spot. Shout out to Joe Hampton, and uh, who didn't play, unfortunately. Um, I was excited to see him. Yeah, we didn't get to see him, but we know, you know, his story, and that that's similar to that. We've, I mean, who is it? Joshua Morgan, who was thinking of transferring to us, um, and I think he ended up at USC, but he could be a D one center, and <coughs> most, um, in a lot of programs. <coughs> So that's not um, a team that's just under the radar for many basketball programs. Granted, we still beat them by 21. We A lot of us felt unhappy because we saw this kind of blasé, like this, these lulls that we used to see with Alford. And I, I think we can afford those early season right after emotional win. We have a team like uh, that's lower, you know, more mid in the 50s to to 80s teams um that is you know that could possibly have a run and and make the tourney but we don't and you know that's to be seen and and we still played a solid game it wasn't our best but it was enough to win by 21 points i'd be more upset if um the coach didn't react mick didn't react the way he did i i think there was the guys did not play a great game, but good enough to beat a team by 20 points, you know, as, as we should. But I think it's very telling. I think in McCronin's uh, post-game conference, where he said, look, there's two things I want every game. We win the game, and we show improvement, and we only did one thing, and that was win the game. Uh, and I think that's very telling of a good team or a good coach. I think that's very John Wooden-esque. You know, he wants to optimize and get as much 
uh, out of our, our guys as, as they possibly can and push them to be the best that they can. Um, and when they don't, even when they win, he's not happy. And he was very noticeably unhappy in that press conference. Oh, he was um, pissed. He was, I love that quote. He was very... About the shoes. He was noticeably mad at the state. Like, he was yelling. Like, he, he, he was not happy. Um, and so... I, I think that that makes me feel a lot better that you know, <coughs> we will correct things. And we did. The next game, we came in and played much better defense. He held guys accountable. Like I said, Johnny did not have a good half. He yanked him, kept him on the bench for three or four minutes in the, the start of the second half. And when Johnny came in, he looked so much better on both defense and offense. Um, and so, you know, his, his style of coaching works. These guys trust him. They know him. And, and it's, it's, it's all kind of, you know, gelling together further since last year. So I'm not, uh, again, I'm not terribly worried about Long Beach, that Long Beach State game. Um, as, as I, I'm not worried about it becoming a pattern. And by the way, if you look, I did not watch Villanova's next game. But if you read the game recap, it was eerily similar to what we did um they ended up winning by 20 but the the team they played um and i forget who they even played but they played howard it was literally they played howard it was the same thing it was like they were going off apparently they had some um, lackluster defense and howard was really trying to upset them for a half um so again you know both those teams came off this (laughs) big clash of titans on on a friday night um and there's a little bit of a of a lull hangover game the next game um and i think we were kind of we're shook out of it a little bit um last night which was good um i think i want to talk uh, uh, wait i just want to say on this mick cronin while we're talking about his coaching so i agree he should be pissed i think as fans we need to to lay off the lay off the team but of course is mick Mick should be pissed as much as he wants to, um, and in terms until he gets a championship, and even then, until he probably gets ten championships to his wins level, I don't mind him being pissed. But I say it's similar to to Saban's coaching. <clears throat> so Saban has this thing. If you notice, if you follow Nick Saban's uh, his 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 post game com- comments and how he reacts to his team whenever they play cupcakes. Or these smaller schools, and his team has any errors, he is livid. He's upset. He's mad. He's he's critiquing them. He's on their head. Whenever they win against big teams, he's congratulating them. He's giving them props. He understands. He just he wants to make sure. You know, obviously, he has uh, these teams in the right mental space. These young men, and I think Cronin kind of embodies that as well, which is a good sign. I mean, obviously, we've seen Saban's resume. So I really agree with that mantra. I think us as fans, we don't need to sit there and critique a 21-point win. But, yeah, to your point, it's like Mick, his post-game comments were were music to my ears. And I could imagine, you know, the team that doesn't, there's a difference, too. You notice our team of characters. When they hear these post-game comments, they understand where he is. They're aligned with what he is, right? Versus a team that's not necessarily disciplined or who's there just for themselves, um, which is very common in a lot of top-ranked teams, and just say, like, coach, we won by 21 points, right? 
And why are you why are you upset? Why are you really coming on our head and dissing us like this, saying you can put on sneakers and score on us? Like, there are student athletes like that. No disrespect to them. It's just in terms of it really reflects our maturity of this program. Um, and I love how they responded last night and how they're going to probably respond before, I mean, to Bellarmine Beller, before we play Gonzaga. So it was yeah, like the, I I think almost all, all of these guys, except for you know a couple of the new guys, know the expectations that McCronin has for them. So it's it's not a surprise to anybody um, that he hold, holds them accountable, holds them to a higher level every single game, regardless of the opponent, as he should. Um, and again, these are these are games where. Guys should be learning and improving and tweaking their games um, and putting in that effort. So, yeah, I, I, like nothing. Nothing McCronin said was wrong. I like the way the team responded. Um, it's yeah, the the they they're doing what they need to at this point in the season um, and and uh, and beyond. Like, look, I I wasn't sure if we were gonna beat Villanova or not, and I was. I was all I was looking for in that game was you know a sustained effort and a, and you know playing them close and we ended up on top and I think that really put the the country on notice. There was a lot of people still kind of hating, like oh you know it was a fluky run. They they might not be for real. Like blah 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 whatever. Um, and that put the country on notice. Like hey, this team is actually for real. Um, and uh, it, it feels good, and, and, it, and, and it feels good especially because this team, there's not a single guy on this team that, like, is um, unlikable, if, if you get what I'm saying. Like, you, you can very easily root for this entire squad. Like, you know, Jaime Hakez is just this, like, superman of a, of a player who does every little thing, plays so hard. You know, Tiger Campbell coming in as this, like, little guy off an injury has just been lighting it up this year and is just continually improving uh, his game. Um, And now he's a legitimate three-point shooter. Uh, Jules Bernard, like, that dude was, like, Prince Ali level bad at one point in his career. Do you remember that? (laughs) Now he's getting uh, comparisons to Prince, the actual, the, the artist. Well, that's because of his hair, but he he's a legitimate wing put like college level, high college level wing player, like all conference. That kid, all conf- that kid can play, and it's it's a testament to the coaching, but also just like the hard work these guys are putting in. Um, you see, like even um, you know David Singleton, who has transformed his body and can tomahawk dunk now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. My God. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm stoked for him. And even, you know, like, you know, Cody Riley has had his redemption arc from, you know, his incident under Alfred and in China. And he's really kind of worked his way back to the top. And I'm excited to see when he gets back. Uh, Johnny Juzang is a guy who transferred, local kid who's turned into a star and, and, and a leader. So there's, there's as good we can talk about the coaching is um, and ranking, but it also makes it easy and more fun when, when all these guys are, are guys you can very, very easily root for. 
Um, this isn't like a um, Nikola <coughs> Dragovic team where you just don't like some of the players. This is like a, a, a group of, of, of uh, really respectable, hardworking players and young men. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them that they're, they're succeeding. Like it just it makes it so much more fun to root for them. Um, one, I was listening to the National Pundits, and one of them said they, they mentioned during the Nova game, they were watching in the East Coast bar, and after, you know, Johnny hits that shot to go up 32-30, he noticed that people stuck around. They were like, all right, this team's cooking. And, you know, for casuals at the bar to stick around and watch the whole game, and at this point it's around, the game started at 11-30, so at this point it's 12-30, on the East Coast. Um, he was just like, is this becoming? He posed the question. We'll see. Is this becoming America's team? Um, slowly. You know, in the college <laughs> basketball. It was like, how How does, you know, in a funny, they hit everything. Why, you know, of course, that's going against the SB. And then in L.A. and obviously 11 banners and everything going for us. You know, it goes back to that notion that we, UCLA can't be a Cinderella story last year. Because of the four letters in the front. Um, and that's how our team feels, and rightfully so. But more so to your point about the characters, I, I every day I shuffle between who's my favorite player. Not that I need one, um, but like these guys are such a lovable group um, in, in that sense of how they carry themselves on the court, off the court, and their style of play is just so much fun and complimentary to each other. And even how they're including the new guys. Um, you know, unfortunately, Mac has gotten hurt, and we've seen how he was vital. But uh, it, it's exciting to see. Uh, it, it's just a really fun group. I know we got. Fu- I I personally owe apology because I come around to Jules because last year he was doing some stuff that obviously he would even agree to. That was pretty boneheaded, and it would piss me off. But this year he does slightly boneheaded stuff on paper, but he makes the shot. He does. He's doing the off balance, tying uh, point. You know, and it's not boneheaded when you make the shot, obviously. And so I trust him. It, it's curious to see when he used to get the ball, and I see him in ISO. I used to say, "Oh, I tense up." He's gonna drive into like seven defenders. I don't even know how there's seven on the court, but there are. <laughs> Somehow, and then turn to- it over. Yeah, and or yeah. go into the corner and take a crazy shot, like drive himself, and and we don't see that anymore. The mental is there, um, the calmness is there, the steadiness, and um, you know it, that comes with coaching, uh, on that on that part, but also just comes with him buying in. It also is part of him. So props to Jules. I don't even. It's not even like oh we'll see what happens throughout the season. I think he's locked in. Um, we've seen it since the BYU game. And he seems to be on a roll, and, and it's clicked for him. And, I, I, you know, he's going to be playing into some, uh, you know, at this point he's playing into the end of the second round uh, of the draft, but he seems like he could be, you know, a summer league contributor next year um, at this point. Yeah, it's, it's you, you see the improvement in the guys, and, and you're rooting hard for them, especially, you know, you have guys like, even like Jalen Clark who – Last year really became that defensive stopper. He's continuing that role, but now you see some evolution on offense. Like, and he's playing a lot of minutes. We have a lot of guys who we need to give PT to. Um, 
and and it's going to be be harder once we we roll into the season and and as guys develop like Peyton Watson uh, and we get Ridley back um, it's it's a deep team it's a great great problem to have and you know so far so good I think we're living up to expectations um, we'll we'll see how we fare against Gonzaga next week um, again it's not great that Cody Riley will probably be out it's not great that Mac Etienne will probably be out um, so it's gonna be a, a tough uphill battle but I, I think this is a group that I I feel confident and I trust in to step up to that level and give them a game. Um, whether we win or not, I don't know. Nobody gave us a chance last season either, but I think I think we will. It'll be a hell of a game, and I am so excited to to see that that um, these guys kind of go up against that challenge again and, and hopefully grow from it. Um, and it's good that this is happening early in the season. I think it'll it'll test them and, and help them grow regardless of the outcome. Uh, well, also, I, I well, would well, feel remiss. Not... Yeah, do a quick preview. Is that what you're getting to? We got to do... No, I was just going to shout out Kenny Nuba for stepping oh, up. hell yeah. My guy. Our TikTok king. <laughs> he, you know, he... And that's, again, he that's a, that's a testament to the coaching and his own hard work. Like, he is... A such a like he before he was a guy yeah you'd be like oh god he's he's taking the floor in the middle of a game this is not good because that meant somebody was either hurt and we were going to just give up points and and not be able to score from down low um, unless it was in the like garbage time but he comes in now he plays hard he's a big strong body he's not the most athletic guy but he's big and strong. He plays, you know, okay enough defense to throw guys off. He can block a shot. And he's showing some craftiness on offense. He had, like, a fadeaway jump shot last night that the entire crowd was like, oh, my God, that looked smooth. Like, I didn't think he was able to do that. And he knocked it down confidence. So he... um you know, shout out to him for stepping in to a situation that he probably wasn't expecting to, but we had two guys in front of him go down, and he's he has that next man up mentality, and he's giving it all. And and I, you 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 gotta love to have a player like that, and that's that's the type of player you need, even if you're not immensely talented. You play hard, and you you get do the little things and get stuff done on the court, and that's what he's doing. So, you know, I. I I feel like we needed to shout him out. I I'm I'm so glad you did because I I think the silver lining to Cody being hurt and luckily uh, for hopefully not too long is Kenny's development and Miles. So I'm glad you pointed that out because I think these minutes will be vital uh, going into conference play <clears throat> and us not losing a step when both of them sub in on the offensive end. So it'll be it'll be good to see what what they you know how they improve on that end. Um, but going back, what's your, I mean, I, I doubt we're going to record before next Tuesday. <clears throat> what's your preview for, for Gonzaga? Did you watch the game against Texas and, and or the highlights? What, how are we feeling? Uh, I, I know, and I don't want to be, game. I don't want to be remiss of, uh, Beller, Beller mine. Um, but I, I'm just assuming we're going to win their height. You know, they should really shoot the three well, but we'll be able to shut it down. So anyways, expecting to win them, but Gonzaga. Going back to Gonzaga, what's your thoughts? 
they, you know, uh, Drew Timmy is, I think, the, the favorite for National Player of the Year this year. He is incredibly good. We've seen him already. We know what he is like. Um, he's the guy that he's borderline Christian Leitner in the sense that he he just does some things that come off as kind of a make him come off as a little bit of a punk. Um, Which he relishes he, in, you can tell. He loves it. I mean, he loves that role, and and good for him. Like I, I actually kind of I know a lot of people hate him, but I I kind of enjoy him. Because if you really watch, like, he doesn't ever, like, direct it towards the other team or coach or players. Like, he just does his own thing and doesn't care about what anybody thinks. Um, but he, he just he gets in people's heads, and, and that's his part of his game, and he, he loves the hate. But, you know, he, he's a very, very, very ex- excellent a college player that we're going to, I think, have a little bit of a hard time playing against when we have um, Riley out and, and Miles still kind of acclimating to it. I think maybe later in the season, if this matchup was happening and Miles was had his feet under him a little bit more, I, I think that he would be, you know, able to hold his own there. But, you know, Miles is still... still adjusting we've seen we've seen improvement but i don't think he's there to like take on gonzaga all of a sudden and expect him to be on his a game um so i think he's going to be difficult and i think we have um chet holmgren has been very good i mean he he has every tool in the in the toolkit at a legit like seven feet so he's scary um yeah it's it's um, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be tough, and I think they're right now easily the number one team in the country. I think they have that justified ranking right now. Uh, that that Texas game was a laugher. Um, like, I, I, I had a feeling Texas was a little overrated to begin with, but then like that was just embarrassing how they just dispatched them. Um. I, I think it's going to be a difficult game, but I think most of our guys know how to play against them. We're going to play hard. I think we're going to play a lot more physical um, than most teams will. So I think we have that going for them, and we have the guys to do, to do that. I think we have a couple of advantages on our end. Like I, I think Jaime Hawkes is essentially unguardable. I think the his combination of his strength, his size, athleticism, and craftiness and, and intelligence is just too much to handle for basically anybody. Um, I think we're going to need Johnny to really bring his A game here as well. Um, but I think if we... And, and I think but Tiger being a legitimate three-point shooter will allow us to open things up a little bit more on the offensive end. I, I'm not really worried about scoring as much as I'm worried about defending them. Um, but if we bring the effort, I think it's possible. We're going to give up points, but we'll be able to hopefully hold our own there. And and our guys seem to always step up to the, the plate for these types of games. So I, um, I, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say that we, we will limit Timmy and he will have a hot start, but eventually cool down. Um, 
the guard play is where I'm worried about with Numbard and um, and him getting going. But I, I'm going to say this. Okay, so Hakez to me reminds me there was a comparison that really stuck with me. And and Clark, I'm going to say, ours are really good defenders. Hakez is kind of like Jimmy Butler that he does everything, right? And then Clark, I think, uh, reminds me of like a bit of a Ron Artest in terms of like his his mechanicalness, but he's just tough. He knows, you know, he's very smart. <coughs> and he's going <clears> to, <throat> he does all the little things to trick defenders. And he's strong in the lower, in the core. <clears throat> so I think, you know, I'll, you know, obviously we have the front court of Chet and Timmy. And Timmy, you know, likened to more of an old David West or uh, just a big guy who can obviously score in the post. I think he's going to get his numbers. Um, in some respect, I think there's going to be lulls where we will limit him, and I think we're going to throw some stuff at him that's that's going to be that's going to force the other players to play like Chet and Numbard and maybe Salas. So uh, I I I while we miss Rally and obviously we miss what he does, um, I still do like our chances to have a, a pretty good game against Gonzaga, and uh, we're going to be the toughest team they face, and since. Uh, Baylor, so, and obviously we're coming with a chip on our shoulders, so, um, to prove them wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I think there's going to be a, um, it's going to be a hard fought game. I don't think we're going to ever roll over or just lose outright in a, in embarrassing fashion here. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's entirely possible we win, but. I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up losing this one, um, but and that that's fine. I I just want it to be again very similar to the Villanova game. I just want to go out and and you know show that we belong in the same conversation. I don't want to be Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be Texas. We don't want to be coming back from from that like that. Granted, they outscored him in the second half, but obviously uh, a few at that point had had taken off the horses and, and, and released the pressure. So we don't want to be in that situation in Vegas. It sounds like we're, we're going to have a big number come out too, which will be fun. Um, I'll be there. Runs. Obviously, Zed would be there. I was supposed to be there, but um, wasn't able to make it, but I'll be cheering from here on the East Coast, roaring late Still at night. Still have time. Possibly, maybe I'll just do a last minute, you know, ticket after the podcast. I'll check flights after the podcast, but yeah, basketball is an exciting place. I mean, it it does feel much better. Obviously, anything better than three and one is is four and zero. Oh, so here we are. Um, nice rest before Bellarmine on Monday and a big game against the Zags, going into hol- the holiday weekend with you and UNLV after. Um, it'll be a good, 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 good trip. Yeah, uh, it's it's a exciting time to be a Bruin fan, um, but there's also other things happening, and it's it's a it's a big week, very big week. Well, before we go into that week, <clears throat> women's basketball. Ah, Qu- yes. Quickly, uh, they need a point guard. I'll say that. Um, they struggled a bit against Pepperdine, but it's early on. It's a new group. 
Uh, one thing I'll say about like any of these schools that are getting a bunch of transfers, which UCLA is is that uh, the women's team, is that it's going to take time for this team to play together. The bright spots were Osborne. I mean, she had a hell of a game, and then uh, the addition of Thomas, and she, you know, clearly has shown her presence. Not not necessarily going to be Michaela before us, but uh, man, what a hell of a start for her. But also similar to what you said about Corey, I mean about Cronin, um, I almost said Corey Cronin, which would be kind of like a, a DBZ fusion of both of our coaches. But uh, Corey, you know, she ripped into you know the discipline, kind of similar themes that are just common at the beginning of the season. But she's gonna get the team right. I trust it. Um, a lot of good things happening with women's basketball. So they play CSUN tonight. Um, should be a good game. And uh, a few warm-ups um, before they play UConn in December, which I'm excited about. I'm literally looking up. I've been spending half this podcast looking for up tickets for that because I want to go attend that game. So, yeah, that, that's the that's my points on women's basketball. Yeah, and we have a, a, a stacked class coming in. Um, so, good, good things happening there. Um, you know, women's basketball is, is strange in rankings in the sense that there's generally very, very little movement um, unless there's some sort of big upset. So I expect us to probably stay in that 20 range and, and unless we, you know, beat some of our, our Pac-12 foes uh, or we beat UConn somehow um, and, and go from there. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting, I think it'll be a fun season. I think we have a couple of of um, players hurt right now too, and once we kind of get come back to full strength over the next few weeks, I think we'll see some see some improvement there. But um, you know, there's there's reason to to be excited about that program, as there always are. Basketball. What, what was that tweet that you um, retweeted? That we're one of like what six schools to have to be ranked in both men's and women's. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Not, not too many schools out there, so Polly is as, popping. As we should be. Polly is popping. Polly is. Um, but hey, I um, I got a question for you because you're gonna go into it. Did you go to the beat SC rally after the game? I I did not. It was before the basketball game yesterday, and I did not make it. Oh, that okay. early. Um, I did not, but. It is BSC week. It is, um, it, as always, a very, very important game. Granted, this season at USC is what four and six, and and somehow significantly worse than us. That being said, they have a lot of talent, and it always means a lot to beat the beat the living crap out of that team. Um, and also this year we have some high stakes for our very embattled coach who I think it's fair to say absolutely needs to win this game to go on to stay a coach here. So I think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one. I, I don't know. You know, this, team, this SC team is beat up. There's some injuries they have. You know, they don't have a real coach right now. Um, you know, they're, again, their best players out in Drake London. 
that being said, they still have a ton of talent, and for a rivalry game, you know, they can, anyone, they always step up to the plate, and it's always a hard-fought game, so it's, it's hard to predict one way or the other, um, but I am, I'm excited for it in the sense that I, you know, I'm putting aside any of my dislike of Chip Kelly and focusing on, you know, wanting to just beat this team, um, for the, for our, for our players, especially who many of which have never beaten them. And you can tell they just, they're hungry for it. They, you know, almost had them last season and we just, we couldn't finish that game and hopefully this season we we can um we have a lot of things going for us minus it being on the road at the coliseum so it's it's gonna be tough as it always is but i think it's a very winnable game um as long as we don't do stupid things and you know i'm i'm hoping for the best for our guys here yeah this is definitely um a win that we want for the fans and the players and the program minus the coaching staff we don't we don't care about them but we will never obviously as bruins we will never root for se um i particularly won't root for any california school against us uh even if it means nope and and here's the thing usc is obviously usually the linchpin to our kind of the, the the chopping board to whether a coach who is on a hot seat um, is going to go ahead and get that and, 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 and get axed. But I don't think it's that this season. I don't think this determines any outcome. I don't think we need to overthink it. Uh, Chip Kelly's performance is what it is. He wins this game. We're 17 and 25. Great. You know, um, luckily Martin Jarman's not so in, he doesn't, I don't think he, overvalues the SE win the way our past ADs he doesn't you know he's, that's not what he's concerned about he's concerned about the bottom line which is what is going to bring fans back next season and Chip Kelly obviously outside of flashes here and there this season um, before we get in the roundup you know in the next few weeks uh, this game's not that uh, focusing on this game is that we have a chance to go into the Coliseum um, get our, I believe, our second win since 1997. Um, since the 90s when we had a long streak. Uh, the last one was with the Hundley years, which was... 2013 or 14, whatever it was. 2013, you know, when Hundley went in and he did his, uh, you know, his flex <clears throat> and ran all over him. But that's that's what I would like to see. And they're starting dart. Um, they have some injuries. They're, I think Drake Jackson's out. Corey Foreman, they're the number one recruit. Like, they have injuries. And obviously, Drake London's out for the year, which was... Honestly, I thought he was going to... If he was playing, we were going to lose. But as soon as he went out, I was like, oh, we have a pretty decent chance. And they can't stop the run, as we've seen in the past. So, uh, if I know Brown might be out, but we still have Chabernet. Um Keegan Jones looked really good at the end of the Colorado game. If Kelly gets out his, his freaking head and just runs the blur like he did in the second half, we should blow this team out. Um, <clears throat> and if he puts a little bit of pressure on a freshman QB, whose first start is in a rival game, there this is a recipe for us winning by at least, uh, I would say, three scores. And what I mean by that is two touchdowns and a field goal at least, um, given it's a rivalry game. So I don't, you know, I'm not 
I'm not too stressed about it. I'm excited for us to see USC. I'm leaving the coaching uh, malaise and all that stuff out of it. But obviously it's a factor here. We just, Chip Kelly, please show up. Get these guys a win. It's been a while. Um, well, since your first year, so it's been three years for other guys. And let's get DTR, hopefully his first win, because he wasn't starting when we won in 2018. Um, it was Spate. Hopefully. Yeah, with Spate. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the hatred is there. I'm not wearing red. I never wore red. Only wearing blue this week. Would you hurt me if um, I I actually, I actually have some red Jordan shirts on shorts on right now as we record? I I need to I need to hang up. Then. <laughs> um. Anyways, I think before we before we sign off, um, we wanted to just shout out one of our our favorite UCLA um reporters and um and. Uh, master tweeters david woods just want to give our condolences i know his father passed away so we were sorry to hear that hope hope david's doing all right um but uh yeah just uh sad sad news so yeah um, thinking of you to the the woods family thinking of you and your family condolences um and with that um we will continue to talk about other UCLA sports. We know we didn't speak about women's soccer choking. Um, we'll talk about the outlook for next season. Men's play Santa Barbara tonight in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And then volleyball is going on. So a lot of fun things um, and on that respect. And, yeah, just a good time to be a UCLA fan. Overall. It is. Alrighty. Well, hopefully we um, will be back to you with a big win over SC on Saturday and a big win over Gonzaga next week. And we'll be happy as can be. Follow us at the Bruin Source. All right. Yep. On Twitter. And go Bruins. Go Bruins.